What is up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Japanese Sports again, a production on the Off the Ball Network. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for coming back. If you're first time, we appreciate it. If you're a long time, you know we love you as always. And tonight's a really really cool show. We got an all star cast, and we're doing the uh, ACC college football preview for 2021. And then if you feel like if you're listening, it'll be a different show, but just click on down and you can listen to the uh, our top three lifetime college football games of all time. And if you're watching, just stick around. We'll take a little break and then we'll, we'll blend right into it. So that and that's what we're going to do tonight. So uh, I got I, like I said, I got an all star cast. We got Justin Payton from the Off Ball Network, uh, our YouTube sensation on here tonight. What's up, Justin? What up, everybody, man? What up, everybody? I'm glad to be on the show, man. Thank y'all for having me. Hey, we appreciate you. We got Jay Stevens from the Jay Stevens podcast and Locked On Buckeyes. And uh, recently, Big Ten Media Day superstar. So what's up, Jay Stevens? Thanks for being on, man. What's up, Jeff? Man, I'm happy to be back here with you guys. Mo, Coach, I'm... I haven't done anything with uh, Couch Coach in a long time, I, yeah. so, so I'm glad to be here with you, <laughs> JP, back with you again. Just excited to be back and talk some football. Hey, we're glad to have you, man. It's definitely football season. And like he just led into our man, <laughs> our, our the Off the Ball Network NFL senior analyst, Couch Coach Live is here with us. And and we're going to say resident, <laughs> resident ACC expert and resident Tar Heels fan. What's up, Cal? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Great to be on tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. And then once again, one-on-one, my fellow VP from the Off the Ball Network, uh, Dash Radio Superstar, uh, host of Up in Flames podcast, Mo Murphy, everyone. What's up, Mo? Hey, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate you trying to be humble, even though I'm VP1B. I'm behind you, but I appreciate you being humble. I'm just ready to talk football. I mean, I know y'all are just as excited. I can't wait till we end up touching on the Big Ten, but we all in on the ACC. Yeah, that's a great conference. I will say that. All right, gentlemen. So so let's kick it off. No reason to waste time. So the the first the first question was um is uh is Clemson oh no no I'm sorry first question was where does the ACC rank as a conference we basically know we got five big conferences so to speak and then we got the other five so in your mind right now as we sit here where does the ACC rank as a conference uh Justin you go ahead and take it man Oh, man, you know, I kept thinking about it all day long. Where does it rank? You know, is it better than SEC? Is it better than the Big Ten? I still have it at number three because, like I said, the SEC, you know, Alabama, Georgia, uh, LSU, Texas A&M, you know, just like monster teams over there in the SEC and just really talented, uh, you know, football over there. Um, I still don't have them over the Big Ten with Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, too, as well. Um, but it, they're kind of climbing up the charts a little bit, you know, um, to number two. But um, they're still like number three because, you know, Clemson is, you know, going to be the dominant team in the ACC along with, you know, you know, North Carolina this year and also the um, Miami Hurricanes. So I got them around three, three-ish. All right. Jay Stevens, where's ACC rank in your opinion right now? So currently standing when it comes to the ACC current college football rankings, this is not taking into account what's going to happen down, down the road 2025 unless Texas and Oklahoma decide to pay out, I believe it's $76 million to lead the Big 12. I have the <laughs> ACC at four. I have wow. SEC oh. one, wow. Big 10 two, Big 12 three, 
Ooh. in an ACC four. I think the top heaviness that they've had so far with Clemson at the top and then everybody else, Clemson and North Carolina, they're decent. They're good. Um, one is going to win the division. I just can't put them as far as saying they're close enough, they're good enough to potentially move the ACC above the Big 12. I mean, we look at the, we look at the schedule. If you take Notre, no Notre Dame this year, there's not really any competition for Clemson. Yeah, North Carolina and Miami will be good, but I still don't think they're on Clemson's level. Clemson's at the top tier, very still top heavy to me. I got them at four. Then Pac-12, unfortunately, is number is number five. I, I see you, Couch Coach Live. Where you, where where do you have ACC as we speak? Actually, I agree with uh, with Justin. Uh, essentially, third. I think I look at it just from the standpoint of you know, obviously we know the SEC and we also know that the Big Ten they have at least a a handful of contenders to make it to the college football playoff. The only really reason why I had them at three, because I, I know for certain Clemson is going to get there. So they'll represent a team, the conference in the college football playoff, potentially. Um, t- they with the big 12 is they're just so they beat each other up. So it's, you know, Oklahoma is really the only one that's kind of, and that's just kind of the head and shoulders of that conference. So I just look at it from uh, from a standpoint. I think ACC will rank three. Like, but I, like I agree with you, Jay. If Notre Dame was in this, as far as if they were with us together, together, then um, they will vault us. I think in, in that in, in maybe like yeah. a two B ish range, but three. I think three at best. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll touch on that later too. Um, yeah. Mo Murphy, like this isn't really our wheelhouse. How do you feel about the ACC right now? So I thought I was going to be the lone wolf when I said what I was going to say, but clearly I wasn't. I have them at number four, and it's it's because of everything everybody said of why they're number three and then everything Jay said of why they're number four. When we look at the ACC as a conference, and then if you take away, like Jay said, projections of how good they're supposed to be with Clemson, uh, North Carolina, and Miami, supposed to be powerhouses this year, Talks of people think Miami could upset Bama. We'll have to see if that happens. But with the Big 12, not only do you have Oklahoma, but you have Oklahoma State who's very competitive. It's not about making the playoffs. See, if we judge it off of those four teams, then it's – or if we judge off the four teams that make the playoffs, and even if we just go off a of New Year's Six Bowl, Big 12 is actually – when it comes bowl season, the Big 12 is actually very successful in their bowl matchups no matter who they play. You have Oklahoma State who's fairly consistent at being in that 9 and 3, 8 and 4 range. Oklahoma's usually a one or two loss team, but I look at the bottom and I think that's where you defer who are the better conferences. Top heavy, you could go and say, "Well, Clemson, Ohio State are just as good as anybody." But when I start looking at that middle and the bottom, I think the Oklahoma State, West Virginia, you've seen Kansas kind of bring their program up a little bit. I still don't think they're at the, that level, but they've even come up. Kansas State has had a year or two where they yeah, I don't know if Kansas. Is, I don't know if Kansas is helping your argument. <laughs> no, I'm saying like you, you Kansas. Ahead, Kansas has had a couple like oh they were decent for a bottom of the barrel team. Like that's what I'm. They just were decent for bottom of the barrel. Okay. You look, they were better than Duke. If I match them up against a bottom of the barrel ACC team, Kansas had a year or two where they were better than Duke. But I think I think it's a close one between the Big 12 and ACC, and I will understand anybody who gives the ACC the nod simply because of Clemson. But to me, that's the only argument on why ACC is really, I would say, flat-out better is because Clemson is there to represent. But who else is really – if we look at the past five years and don't talk about this upcoming season right now, who else has really showed up big time in the ACC outside of Clemson consistently? North Carolina has been really good one year. 
had high expectations the next year, fell off. Same with Miami. We thought they were going to be really good. The Big 12 has been very consistent on what teams are going to be what. But but here's what I would add. So I think like like most people, I feel the ACC's third. But then once I really think about it, if if we took Ohio State out of the Big Ten, what conversation will we be having? Like, do we really think the Big Ten's that good, or do we think Ohio State is so good? Uh, you know that that would be my question. Um, you know, to that because like I think of the second best team in the Big Ten. Do we really think they could? make any noise in the playoffs I, I don't i don't necessarily think so i don't know if the like i think the big 10 is competitive and i don't think anybody wants to schedule them but as far as if we were talking playoffs i don't know after ohio state i think there's i think there's a bit of a drop off just in my opinion right now so i don't know if there's as big a separation as we think um but uh i, th I think it's closer than ever so that just leads right into the next one is this is this it's clearly I, I gave you guys the stats. So over the last six years, Clemson has won six conference championships in a row. They buy 25 points a game over six games. Their conference record in the last six years is 46 and three. And one of those losses is Notre Dame last year, who's not even a conference team this year. So is this still Clemson and everyone else, or do we think that you know we got we got Sam Howe down there in North Carolina, you know they're they're making some noise. Do we think that the uh, gap is closing, or is this still clearly Clemson's conference and everyone else? We'll start with uh, start with Mo Murphy on this one. We'll go we'll go a different direction here. It's still Clemson and everybody else until proven otherwise. I mean, I know Sam Howe is supposed to be great. Uh, and I think he'll have, you know, I think I have him in my Heisman watch. We've talked about him here on your show before, but I still think it's Clemson and everybody else. I mean, I was watching a, a interview of Dabo Sweeney and I we talk about Oklahoma being quarterback you and the great quarterbacks they've had. Clemson does the same thing. They revamp and have a top tier quarterback. They go from Trevor Lawrence to DJ Ugalele. That's not bad. I well think done, him. Man. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mastered his name, but they they go from. Trevor Lawrence to him, and then you look at the plethora of weapons they have. They got Just, Justin Ross coming back. So if I look at their roster right now, I think they have the best roster in the ACC, and I don't even think it's close. I think for this coming season, we're thinking the gap closes because we're projecting how great Sam Howell was supposed to be, and we're also buying stock into De'Eric King. But outside of that, I think part of the reason teams are so much Better is like that quarterback gap. You even look at Ohio State. Their quarterback has been light years ahead of the next best team in the Big Ten. So I think it's the same way with Clemson, and that's why I think it's them and everybody else. But we are projecting that Sam Howell's supposed to have a Heisman candidate season, also with De'Eric King. So now it gives that hope that Carolina's going to be North Carolina going to be really good, and I think they will be really good against everybody not named Clemson. And I think the same for Miami. I think they will be a really good team against everybody not named Clemson. So I think it is still a big gap until proven otherwise and don't let this one year fool you for North Carolina who's not traditionally a football team don't let they got a dominant and a rough quarterback think that this is going to bring success for the next 10 years where they're like up oh, there on Clemson's trails it's still such a big gap in even recruiting uh over the past few years North Carolina is doing a better job but the gap in recruiting is so big I don't see how you catch up in a off season yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The uh, the recruiting gap's a big deal. So, <laughs> yeah. Jay, Jay Stevens, how yeah. do you feel about the gap between Clemson and everyone else right now? 
it is Clemson and everybody else. I'm going to piggyback off of something that Mo said. He was talking about the quarterbacks from Trevor Lawrence to DJ Uwe Ungalale. I actually interviewed a Clemson writer oh, who, I taught said how, who taught me how to of say the name. Of course he did. Of course he did. It was actually a she. It was a young lady that does a phenomenal job <laughs> for the athletic. So yeah, she's great. I, I do remember the interview. It was great. <laughs> so go back to Taj Boyd. It went back to Ta- Taj Boyd to Deshaun Watson. And Trevor Lawrence took over the, the starting quarterback job. I think it was Kelly Bryant he took over for. Yeah. Kelly Bryant yeah. ended up transferring. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you get DJU. I'm, I'll shorten the name. Then they have a guy coming in, supposed to be, I think, a 2022 recruit who will be there in a couple – well, next year, and then he'll probably be the starter two years from now. Dabo Sweeney is up the level of recruiting at the quarterback position, and that's really what's helped this team – but you can't forget this defense. I think we overlooked the defense. We look at James Skowski, Nolan Turner, who's back there on the second back there. The safety supposed to be one of the better safeties in the country. Brian Brzee, who's a ooh, defensive ooh, tackle, ooh, who I bad. have no yeah. idea. Oh, he's how, a bad. Now this guy has got him. He is a monster. Yeah. As much as we talk about the offense and the quarterbacks, this defense is loaded year after year after year, returning ten starters from last year. That's a a big part of Clemson. I look at the schedule right now next to me. Outside of Georgia week one, they don't play See, anybody. Yeah. They don't play anybody at all. Like, they don't really? – I, I know, Notre, I know uh, Couch Coach mentioned Notre Dame's little schedule. Like, they play five ACC games. Yeah, They're not playing Clemson this year. I think it was on purpose because they want – ACC wants Clemson to get back to the college yeah. football playoff. And they know that if they play Notre Dame, there's a good chance that one L could derail them from getting there because North Carolina's coming, Miami is coming. Anything could happen in the ACC championship game. I think it's Clemson and everybody else, but I also think, Jeff, that that gap is getting a whole lot smarter because I'm not sure that Dabo Sweeney can keep this up in this way that you say uh, you see uh, Nick Saban do it or Urban Meyer did it for a little bit. Hopefully, Ryan Day, all of us, well, Jeff and Mo, we hope that Ryan Day can keep it up in, in Columbus. I'm not sure. We're going to see if Dabo can keep this level of recruiting up because so many people are coming right for him. And I think that gap is getting shorter, but it still is Clemson and everybody else. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, okay, Justin, you got you got some things to say, man. Is it? it I, I believe you're a Clemson supporter. Um, <laughs> tell us, tell us why Clemson is uh, head and shoulders above the conference. Well, I mean, like you know. The you know quarterback DJ, I think he's going to be a breakout star, you know, for Clemson. And you know, Justin Walsh is returning back. You know, he wasn't healthy last year and was out all season, so him returning back Willie definitely helps the uh, you know offense. I'm still kind of concerned on the offensive line. They lost somebody to an Achilles in the springtime, but you know that's going to be a concern. I'm not worried much about the defense because you know James, um, that linebacker, he's coming back. Brian Brees, that defensive line is going to be good. I'm worried about the secondary because you know we gave up 37 points to Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl and everything but I'm kind of worried of the I remember uh, that yeah I I was worried about the secondary though but I think you know North Carolina you know they're a great team but the thing with North Carolina is yeah Sam Howell is a possible Heisman candidate and everything but there's a lot of new faces at running back and receiver at North Carolina and the defense is still the defense is good you know six in pass efficiency but 
at the same time, the problem last year was cutting down big plays too as well. So, you know, I'm not really, you know, I'm not worried about North Carolina, but they are a threat to us. Also, you know, Miami coming back. The only thing with Miami is they just have to stay fully healthy. Mm-hmm. They will go as far as King goes if he stays healthy. Um, and also, you know, with the uh, defense for Miami, you know, though they're, they're not that great like they used to be. So, but they still propose as a threat to Clemson. So I well, think, and that's a, yeah, yeah, you're right. I just want to say, like, we all agree here that th- this is all hinged on two players, Derek King and Sam Howe, like how yeah. good they are. Miami's defense is way over exaggerated how good yeah. they were last year. Like, yeah, they're back, and then when they're none of their numbers support that. Clemson's yeah. got the best defensive line possibly yeah, in the country. Coming the turnover back. chain is cool. Yeah, like, yeah, when they do get one, it's cool. That's you know. yeah. So, coach, uh, yeah, you 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 tell me like you're you're an ACC country, you're an ACC fan. You know that's mm-hmm. why we had you on the show. You're our expert. You tell me what your perception of Clemson versus the everybody else, or if you just want to take it Clemson versus North Carolina this year. I mean, that's obviously the dream matchup. Um, yeah, then we'll get yeah. to the we'll get into the Notre Dame situation here in a minute. So I'll let yeah. you lead us right into that. Yeah, so I think necessarily just far as um, there is a there's still a gap, but the gap is closing. Like you said, Clemson. At the Jay's point, I remember Taj Boy. Obviously, shout out to Taj Boy out of my home state, and I thought that was the best that Clemson mm-hmm. can ever get. And you look at the evolution: Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Kelly Bryant, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and now DJ comes into the field. Um, like you said, and like you said, there's always a as far as the recruiting wise, can they keep it up? Because, you know, you can have a run and then it goes. You look at, like, what Carolina's doing now, and we're almost just as good as, as, as y'all Buckeyes as far as recruiting, which is, you know, a, a great thing um, going forward. And like you said, now in this new day and age of college football where it's a little bit different now, we got a transfer portal. So I think that could potentially help in the NIL situation. So I think the parity of each conference, even besides the ACC, is going to be a little bit um, – it's going to be a little bit um, – you know, a little bit closer than we're going to have, like, so, so far as all the, like, the, the top heaviness in certain conferences because I think that's that's what's going to I think it's be happening. Guys knowing, like, if you go to those Clemsons, Ohio States, and you're buried in a depth chart, but you're, like, a fast athlete, you're going to head in a conference and another team. Uh, but for this year, um, it's it's Clemson. I think just you know, like you said, what they what they do, like we talked about it on the, on the previous show, Clemson doesn't rebuild, they reload. So, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're on they a do. roll right now. It's it's incredible what they've done over the last six, seven, eight, nine years. I mean, once you yeah. really start looking at it, it's an all time run. If it wasn't for Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, we we wouldn't be able to wrap our head around what Clemson. I mean, they've been six they've been six playoffs in a row. Yeah, uh, that doesn't even that doesn't yeah. even make sense. Yeah. Uh, wow. at this point, amazing. So, hold on here, little little technical stuff. All right. Oh nope. I don't want that in there. Whoa. Whoa. No, no, no. Little tease. Little tease. Yeah. Little, tease. So, <laughs> little preview. <laughs> so we, we kind of all – I think, you know, we kind of all agree, like, where Clemson's at as a team, where the conference is at or whatever. So let's – I, I want to talk about – I want to talk about the Notre Dame situation. And I really started looking at it today, and, we, and we've touched on it. So Notre Dame, you know, for anybody listening or watching that doesn't know, plays a – this kind of awkward partial – ACC schedule. They, I believe, they play five games this year. None of them are Clemson. Last year, they played an ACC schedule and actually went to the ACC championship game. It was a completely different year. 
don't know if y'all remember 2020. It was it was a little oh, different. Yeah. But anyway, so Notre Dame agrees to play this. But what I want to ask, especially like this affects you know Justin and Coach more than anybody. I want I kind of want to talk about how we feel about Notre Dame being dropped into this. I mean that's a that's a national team, an independent team. They're really good. Like no matter what anybody thinks of them, they're a really good team, and they're dropped into your conference. And you got to play them, but it doesn't count as conference wins. But they can mess up your playoff things, and they—it's not even. So, you know, North Carolina, for instance, has to play them, and Clemson doesn't. And I just want to kind of get everybody's feelings on, you know, how we feel about Notre Dame messing around in the ACC. So, uh, Justin, I'm going to let you take it first. Like, what what are your thoughts on Notre Dame uh, just co- coming into your conference and just kind of messing around? Yeah, you know, I just don't really understand, like, you know, how it doesn't really count as a conference win and everything. So that's the part I still don't understand. It still kind of boggles my mind, though. Um, And then they can come in and mess up, you know, with that one loss to them last year. Um, I don't think Trevor Lawrence played that game. I don't think so. Nope. I don't think he played that game. So we probably could have. Probably could have. They. I mean, Clemson probably could have beaten Notre Dame if he. Oh uh, yeah, they would have beaten Notre Dame. Yeah. So, but you know, it still messed up the. You know, still messed up. You know, the conference, but we still kind of won the. I mean, we still won the ACC, but you know, with Notre Dame this year, um, you know, I don't think they're gonna be like that good team because there's a lot of changes they only got a few starters returning to as well both offense and defense so you know it's just like a lot of changes you still have Kyle Hamilton one of the best free safeties you know in the nation and everything so you know I'm not really worried about Notre Dame this year I think it's going to be kind of like they're still going to be good and still could compete but it's more like they're kind of just reloading but not competing like up to Clemson's level so I got you. Okay, Jay Stevens, you you live in Notre Dame country. Um, what what's your perspective on Notre Dame dropping into the ACC, messing around and getting out in uh, all this? Honestly, Jeff, with the playoff era, and let's just say for the next five to ten years, there's not going to be an expansion of twelve. We're going to keep this four team playoff format. I think it hurts Notre Dame to play this kind of schedule. Yeah, because I think their schedule was a lot harder when they played. Their rivals every year. Now, they played Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue every single year. And I know they played more of the uh, military academies every year as well. Yep. They kind of pushed those away. I know Michigan – I forget if Michigan or Michigan State was first. I think Michigan kind of wanted to get away from that because Michigan was on the downslide. And they're like, wait, we don't have to play Notre Dame. They're pretty better than us. Yep. We don't have to play them every year. That's, okay, that's better for us. But I think it hurts them. I think it hurts them in the long run. Here's an interesting note, little nerd note that I just found out today. So I, my whole life, I've gone, I've gone that I believe that Notre Dame could never join the Big Ten because things had happened previously. Well, Notre Dame isn't the Big Ten for hockey, just not football. Yeah, for football, the football and yeah. the, the fake schedule they have for football and every other sport there in the <laughs> ACC, every single sport, yep. hockey's in the Big Ten. Football, they don't want to join the conference. I think they're better off independent. I think they're better off going to their old schedule. I, I've never been a fan of them doing this whole little five-game a- ACC thing. Could it's it be real. for money? Possibly. But you have your own network. You're on NBC. You're not hurting for money at all. I, I don't get it. I under, I don't understand you kind of giving into the ACC. Go back to your old ways. Tradition is good. Tradition is one thing I, th- I think we're going to lose more of in college football very, yep. very soon with conference realignment. Go back to the old ways. Make your schedule harder. 
And then you have an easier chance, even with one loss, to get into the playoff if yep. you stay at a 14-14 format. Even not. I mean, you're still going to have a better shot, better shot to get a higher seed if you are playing a harder schedule. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, Mo Murphy, what do you what do you think about when as an outside? We're we're outsiders. We watch Notre Dame go in and play these this partial conference schedule, but it doesn't count as conference wins and all this. Like, do you have any thoughts on it? Well, part of it is what I don't like is when I don't like don't go and go dibble dabble in the conference and not go for the the head of the you know don't go for the monster yep. of the Get team. Up, yeah. If you gonna go in there. Put Clemson on your schedule. Like, I don't like how you're dibbling, dabbling. We're going to pick on these other teams that, oh, you know, North Carolina has some projections to be good. We'll match up with them. You know, we'll match up with Virginia. Maybe Virginia Tech's a little bit better than, than you know, they have been in the past five years. So that'll be a quality win because they're in the Power Five conference of the ACC. If you're going to go in there and you're going to dibble and dabble, you're going to mess things up, they mess things up for the entire conference. conference. And go to go to play Clemson. I know, like, last year because of COVID, would they play a whole ACC schedule? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, they had that, to basically – yeah, Right. They I had, had, no to, you know, they had to get with it uh, just because the travel was kind of limited, so they weren't yeah. going to be able to go to USC and maybe not miss – we just didn't know what it was going to look like. But I don't like if you're going to dipple and dab like if you're going to come and play a five team Big Ten schedule, put Ohio State on there, or get out or join the conference permanently. That's just how I feel. Don't come in here and try and beat up on these middle of the pack teams in our conference and then think like you st- you have a stake at being a playoff team because you beat Michigan State on a down year. You scheduled Minnesota, but you ain't come up here and play Wisconsin or Ohio State. Like so, yeah. I just don't like how they dibble and dabble and then. Notre Dame seems so much like an ACC team to me. I know they're not officially a part of they, the ACC, I agree. but I think it should count as a conference win. I'm sorry. Like, I, yeah. I know they're not, so you're like, no, it can't. But they, they just have that ACC feel. They've been kind of connected here and there with a little bit of their rivalries, and I know they also have USC and then Michigan. So you could say, like, oh, they're kind of connected to the Big Ten also, but they just seem and feel like such an ACC team to me. That I think it should matter if they win or if they lose, it should count as conference losses. If they win, it should be like if you beat Notre Dame, it should be on your conference record. I just because they feel so much like an ACC team. And I think I agree with Jay of sticking with the independence. That's going to benefit Notre Dame and then go back to your old ways and play. Go through your season playing Michigan, uh, USC. You know, like you said, Purdue, like go through playing your rivalries and you'll get a little more credit, especially looking forward. Those programs are up and coming in a sense. But I just if you're going to dibble and dabble, either join the conference or get out, out. maybe schedule one from each power five. But don't just go and pick on the major ACC schools and, and then beg why we don't want you in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 So before before I let uh, coach go here, I will say that this year, if Notre Dame runs this schedule, they, they have a really good year because they got they got Wisconsin on it. You know, they got USC on it. They got the five ACC games on it. They got they got a pretty good schedule this year. That's irrelevant to what we're talking yeah. about here. I just want to yeah. say that, yeah. you know, Notre, Notre Dame this year, like when I'm starting to like look, look forward to my playoff rankings. And if, if they run the table, they're in pretty good shape. But I don't necessarily agree with them dropping in and playing the five games. 
they kind of only did it because they're running out of teams to schedule because of independence. All these other teams have got conferences. So they had to, they had to find a way to fill their schedule and they kind of made this agreement with the ACC. Then you got all the money and everything. I didn't mind. I I thought it felt good them being in the ACC last year. And I think that's their natural place to be, but I don't know. So I want to ask, I want to ask coach, cause this is, this is the perfect person to ask. Um, I believe if I'm correct, you guys play them and Clemson doesn't right. Yep, and yep. I mean we're talking about a playoff team. I don't care what yeah. you think of Notre Dame. We're yep. talking about a playoff team, a two-time playoff team, and it's not an even scheduling now. So just how does that? How do you feel as a fan? Yeah, as a fan of the Tar Heels, I'm ready. I'm telling you, I, my okay, I'm ready. Circle for October 30th. Um, it's 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 going to be great for the conference. I think, in my personal opinion, it's going to be a primetime game. NBC under the lights. Um, I, I mean. It's just one of those things where I, I'm I'm looking forward to that game because if Carolina go if if they have aspirations, well they do have aspirations, but if they want to go to the college football playoff, they gotta win that game. Like hands down, because I think in essence, Notre Dame's probably gonna come in and come into that game possibly six and one, seven and oh. I think the only hiccups may be Wisconsin at that point and then uh Cincinnati at that point in yeah. the schedule. So they're going to probably be a top 10, top five team, potentially. We know, we all know how Notre Dame is so overvalued. We're always overranked. I put it that way, uh, especially <laughs> if, if they're undefeated or they got like one or two blemishes on this, on their, um, on their season at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think as a Tar Heel fan, you, this is what you want. And like you said, bright lights on the NB, you know, NBC, I'm ready for it. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk too much because uh, Ohio State has them game one next year, so that's that's yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a bit of a talking point yeah. going into next year. But um, so, want, here, so here we go. We'll just kind of go yeah. around. It feels like it feels like we're all on the same page. I think you know what? Let's let's talk about. Well, you know what? We'll go around who we think is going to win each of it. Basically, who's going to play in the championship game and who's going to win it. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. I'll ask some follow up questions based on that. So, uh, Justin. Uh, who's who's playing the conference championship game and who's winning it? Feels Clemson, like I, I, Clemson versus North Carolina. Clemson's going to take the victory. I got you, Jay Stevens. I got Clemson versus Miami. I think this is the year. Um, I'm just going to go out on a whim and say Miami gets there, but Clemson's going to destroy them. I don't think it's going to be a contest at all. Okay, Mo. It's so tough to put a stamp on it because like I can see no North Carolina or Miami, but. I'm going to go Clemson, and I'm going to go North Carolina. I'm buying stock in Sam Howell. Miami and North Carolina, I think that game basically uh, comes down to ultimately who plays Clemson. So I'm going to go North Carolina versus Clemson. Clemson murders North Carolina. <laughs> sorry, Couch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Our, our resident ACC expert, Couch Coach Live, give, give, me, give me the conference championship game in the winter, bro. Uh, Clemson versus North Carolina. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be um, that's gonna be the matchup. Um, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be a very close game. Um, but I think Clemson's gonna take you. Okay, you still have Clemson. Um, yeah, clear. I, I I think that it's Clemson, North Carolina. You know, everybody's healthy. I I think Clemson ekes out one more, and I don't know why. But then, uh, just a quick question I have for everybody: like the forgotten team here is the Miami Hurricanes and Derrick King. Yeah, we didn't talk much about them. I already said that I think they're a little overhyped. You know, they talk about the defense coming back, but Mo Murphy said this on the last show that we all did together. Well, if the defense coming back is one of the worst in the country, I don't know how that's a 
positive. So you you brought back a bad defense. So um, just real quick, uh, we'll, we'll just go around. Uh, Coach, we'll start with you. Yeah. Why 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 aren't we buying into Miami and De'Aaron King? I think a lot of it is just um, the question marks. Well, the you know, inconsistent playing from time to time during the season. It's almost the same case with Carolina as well, where until we kind of see some consistent body of work, this we can't really take these two teams serious. And then Miami falls to that case as well. Um, like you said, and then just De'Ara King and how he's going to come back from the injury too. That's another um, kind of key issue where I think a lot, you know, we really haven't really addressed. But I think that's going to be two of the contributing factors. And just this consistency, if they can stay consistent, you know, I think that I think personally they're on that Florida State path to where every year we keep going. Oh no no, this is the year, and then we're like, eh, and then yep. this is the year, and um, I, I'm just I'm just not buying. I just don't see the talent on the field. Mo Murphy, what do you think about the Miami Hurricanes? Like you you buying or selling? Uh, I'm selling. So I know uh, on our previous show, and I've asked my question since this. So I'm gonna ask this question, and y'all's response of just your face will tell it all. Who is De'Aaron King? Because I bought into him a little bit. But what has he done that he's getting all this praise? Now, granted, I do think he he's a fan favorite. So I think he could be a Heisman candidate. And I think he'll have a really good season. You think about it, he's not playing a lot of top-tier defenses. But since when did De'Aaron King, what did he do in Houston for us to think? Like, I think part of it, this quarterback class, when we talk about for the draft, isn't as strong. I think it's about three guys where it's like top-heavy. And then I think you're like, well, who's next? And it's De'Aaron King, so they crown him. But what has he done in Houston or even last season pre-injury that makes me say that, yep, he's bringing Miami back. He's individually – he's that great of a quarterback. So I'm selling because as I bought into the hype and became a hype beast in a conference that I ultimately don't necessarily care about. And then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, why are we hyping De'Aaron King up like he's just been some former, like he's not a grad transfer at Houston who lost his starting spot and then was like, I'm going to transfer. What? And well, now he comes well, to, <laughs> he came to Miami because he, he, he opted out. He lost hold his on, starting hold on, spot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I did. Hold on. I don't know if Jeff, Houston, I could tell you, but I'd let Jeff speak. Yeah, I mean, like the Houston thing was complicated. So De'Aaron King stopped playing. That was when you yeah, that's what it played was. five okay. games. So he stopped playing because his idiot coach – <laughs> they 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 got they got upset. So his idiot coach his idiot coach talked him into stop playing. So when they came back the next year, they'd have a better year. That's what and it was. that was Dana Holgerson, and he was wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I I could go back and I could replay my shows on it. Me and my me and my me and my co-host back then were upset. The year before that, I think he was a fifty touchdown guy and had a great season. In Oklahoma. He played five games, and his coach talked him into sitting out. Then the next year, he transferred, so he didn't go back to Houston for that mm-hmm. year, which was awesome because they didn't deserve it. They should have never. He would have. He'd be in the NFL right now. It's, it's somewhere if, if they don't talk him into doing that. So that's where that's where it, it built from. He was a Heisman candidate at Houston. I mean, that's a real thing. Like he's really good, but it's just. But I'm, I'm just not saying he didn't get beat out. He didn't get. I'm beat not out. understanding the like. He comes to Miami and like they've struggled. They've started building things, but now like De'Aaron King coming off an ACL injury is the savior. They're gonna so beat. I'll, I'll ask this. I'll they're gonna beat this. Miami. I mean, they're gonna beat I'll, Bama because De'Aaron King. Like I'm not I'll understanding. Pa- this. I'll pass this question <laughs> on to Jay. We'll continue this, Jay. If Derrick King transferred to North Carolina State, do we think that North Carolina State is that good? I think that's what Mo's getting at. Absolutely not. Ooh. No. 
I don't, <laughs> I, I don't trust Derek King. Like I, I was off of the Derek King train when he transferred. When he took, when he, it was him and a wide receiver that ended up yep. stopping play during during the middle of the season. And Jeff was right. Just check the stats. He did have a fifty touchdown season the year before. Eleven games, thirty six through the air, fourteen on the ground. I mean, he is a dual threat. I don't think he's that guy with his arm that can win you big time games. And I think what we're seeing right now in college football is right now all the quarterbacks can throw. There was a time where you could be a dual threat. You could have a, a lesser arm. You could still be very, very successful. Right now, all of the top schools, we're seeing that right now at Ohio State, um, where Ryan Day's altering his mindset from what Urban Meyer had, your quarterback has to be able to throw and be very, very accurate. For Dwayne Haskins, which is Ryan Day's first year, to Justin Fields, two years, Derek King is not an accurate guy. 63, 64%, that's not going to win you a conference. Might win you your, your division, won't win you a conference, won't win you a playoff game. I personally, Jeff, I'm off on the D.R. King thing because if he goes to NC State, he has less talent, and less talent means less successful. So, no, I, I'm off on that. Um, I buy I, I buy Miami. I'm going to be a weird one here simply, simply because it's kind of a little nostalgic. I want Miami to be back, and I think this is kind of like Miami's Indiana University year from last year, Minnesota from two years ago. I think that could be what Miami has, kind of like that next step where people people expect Miami to play good, but I think they're gonna play they'll, they'll play better than expected and wow a lot of people in spite of the deficiencies that De'Ara King has in his game. I'm gonna be the oddball because I just want Miami to be good. Um, I have a hat I was gonna wear, but I didn't wear it because decided not to. I simply just want them to be good because it's a better talking point for myself and Jeff and Mo and JP and Couch Coach. That's it. No, I I agree. So then I'll I'll just I'll reword it for Justin. You, <laughs> you're a Clemson fan. Do you care about the Miami Hurricanes? No, I don't. But <laughs> I, I really just don't. You know, Chris LeBron, please don't fire me tomorrow. I'm just gonna say that right here. <laughs> but no, um, you're good. We got and, you. We got okay, you. Good, 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 good. Uh, but place. in all seriousness, though, um, you know, the Miami Hurricanes, um, you know, Dion, you know, King, he's very like you said, he's inconsistent. You know, coming off an ACL injury, that's gonna be a lot tough. Some people can. Some people. I think. I think they're to, over. They're they're making and it was late a late season ACL when you got Alabama game one, and it's a like, dual threat not, quarterback dual tear threat his quarterback. ACL. Yeah, yeah, he's a one. He, he ain't. A, yeah. He's not a dual threat quarterback game no. one. <laughs> Look at Braxton that. Miller when Braxton Miller got injured. He came back. He ended up playing wide receiver, and he wasn't necessarily as explosive. So yeah, I think Derek King bases himself on explosiveness, and I just yeah. I don't know. I he don't got know. Bama week one. Yeah, mm. and that's gonna be ooh, that's gonna be ooh, a tough for, yeah. uh, for mm. Miami. I'm so sorry, Chris, but um, I just don't. You know, he's a dynamic player. You know, he's a fan favorite to everybody. But like you said, the deficiencies. Also, Miami's defense is not that great. You know, they overhype the defense so much of it and stuff. Um, you know, they have ways to improve. Manny Diaz is a good coach, but there's you know oh, improvements yeah. around you know the Miami that needs to be improved. Um, so I. I, I don't really buy into it. I mean, are they still kind of like a threat? Perhaps, but like, you know, it's they're still not like in favor, you know, with Clemson and all that. You know, I think North Carolina's a bit better just because them two cornerbacks they got in North Carolina is one of the best duos yep. in the ACC. Yep. Um, you know, all great offensive line that uh, North Carolina has than Miami. You know, you got a Heisman candidate and Sam Howell who improved. Each and every year, I saw saw him. Uh, saw him playing um, his freshman year, uh, and he he was coming. So, yeah. 
that's my thoughts. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my thoughts on too. Let's put it this way: if if Miami had had North Carolina's recruiting class the last couple of years, Oof. everybody would be losing their oh, mind yeah. of, yeah. of how good they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some sometimes like we've seen we've we've already been through this with Notre Dame. Like they had they had all these years. Uh, Michigan has had a lot of years like this to where people just can't get past the brand of it. And I think that Miami's kind of in that mold. I think they are getting better. I think Diaz is a good coach, but I don't think they're I don't think they're they, they may upset somebody, but they're also going to get beat if that makes yeah. any sense. Like maybe they're at Iowa level. <laughs> like they, they'll get you, but at the end of the season they'll have two conference losses and uh you know un- unexplained or whatever. So but that that being said, I'm rooting for Derek King. He was one of my original talking points when I started podcasting. Uh, I hope the kid, you know, d- does great and doesn't does I hope he lives through the Alabama game. Uh, you know, and, and does make it to the NFL because I've always been rooting for him. So so that was the ACC uh preview. Um, I don't claim to be an ACC expert. That's why I had these geniuses on with me. So I want to thank uh, uh, Justin Payton. I want to thank Jay Stevens from the Jay Stevens podcast. I want to thank Couch Coach Live from Couch Coach Live podcast. Thank Mo from the Up in Flames podcast. Uh, you can find you know everybody on the Off the Ball Network. You can find us on Twitter. You know, these guys are putting up great work all the time. Now, if you're watching live, you can stick around. We're getting ready to roll this into one of the funnest conversations that um, I've had since I started this podcast. If you're listening to the audio version, that's great. All you got to do is click up and, you know, this is going to be on there, too. So, you know, if you're driving, be careful (laughs) or just let it play, (laughs) however that works. But uh, so that's what we're going to do. So we'll say thank you to these gentlemen and, uh, you know, we'll be right back. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. All right.